Welcome back to the Winging It podcast, how to build, maintain and totally own a career that you love. This week, I'm joined by Harlequins women's players, Jade Conkle and Heather Cowell, and Atlanta St. John, who is head of the Harlequins women's program. I am a huge fan of the Harlequins, and since I attended my first Harlequins women's game late last year, I have been waving the flag for the girls. As you know, I'm a huge advocate for supporting women and their careers, and a lot of the girls who play rugby, and indeed many professional sportswomen, have their own career or business on the side. There is a huge amount of transferable skills that can come from the sports arena to business and vice versa, so I headed down to the home of the Harlequins, the Stoop in Twickenham, to chat to the ladies all about their careers business and why teamwork is one of the best parts of the job if you're listening to this on your phone make sure you get the best experience by downloading the entail app entail is an interactive podcast platform that combines the best of audio storytelling with the richness of the web so this means you'll be able to follow links view images follow people on social and much more by just tapping your phone okay who are you and what do you do hi uh, my name's heather um and i am a trainee accountant slash rugby player. Yeah. Amazing. I'm Jade. Um, I'm a personal trainer and a contracted rugby player for Harlequins in Scotland. Uh, my name is Atlanta and I head up the women's rugby programme here at Harlequins. This is so, like, serious. Yeah, I know. Atlanta's even got her notebook. It's very, very serious. <laughs> okay, so can you talk us through your career from your very first job up until now? So, like, I want... Like, the rubbish job that you started with. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I've got loads of those in my work. Uh, I started off as a gymnastics coach, actually, because I used to do gymnastics. That's rubbish. That's cool. Way back when. Well, yeah, that was all right. Um, but you can get, like, a good job from the age of 14. So that was um, the job I started with. And then I had a paper round, um, so I did that. I've worked in numerous bars, so the Marriott and the Twickenham Stadium, and then a local pub in Twickenham. And then I also worked at Wimbledon. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah, doing that, and then and then I kind of got like a more serious job. So yeah, now I'm training accountant. Lots of sports stuff going on. Lots of sports stuff going Heather, on. Heather's Always. born and bred Twickenham, though. We love it. Like she's played. We got a picture of her playing at the Steve for what seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to school just literally over the road from here. So um, it's a pretty nice story yeah. for us that she has come full circle. Yeah, but, cool. yeah, very, born very and cool. bred. So she's kind of our poster child for the local community. <laughs> no, but literally, she has been. It's a great story. That is a great story, Jade. Um, so when I was 14, I used to work for a wildlife park. Um, I'm not the most animal... Like, like I like animals, but um, it was very local. It was like a 20-minute walk up the road in the countryside to make my way to the wildlife park. And I'd be the first one there outside feeding all the animals. And then I'd spend my day in the hatchery. Would I would like um, give all the animals to, for people to like hold and make sure they're all like well kept and yeah it was bizarre little fourteen year old me looking like after such a good job um, so there was like that. snakes that I used to have to okay, like no, yeah, deal with no, 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 I was about to say yeah, um, so cool. like in the hatch there was like <laughs> snakes they're really heavy um, snakes are super yeah, heavy yeah there was a python it was but then I got bitten by one and I ended up being like quite scared of snakes so I kind of left that job and that's how that ended <laughs> pretty much um, and then <laughs> When I was 16, I worked in a nursing home as a carer um, and did that for a few years. And then when I moved to Glasgow, I 
worked in another nursing home for Erskine, so it was ex-servicemen and women, um, which was amazing, and um, really, really enjoyed it, and then got contracted in rugby, and then started a PT company on the side, so completely different, um, but still people involved, which I like. Amazing. And what kind of education did you have to kind of get to where you are now? Um, so yeah, I went to college, obviously, as most people do, again, round the corner. I actually sat my A-level exam in the Quinn's bar. Just quite, quite <laughs> did fun. you? Yeah. So it's a Richmond College, which is next door. Uh, and then I went to university, um, went to the University of Birmingham, and I studied maths and sports science there. And then that kind of leads you on to mathsy stuff. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm from quite a small place, so obviously went to primary school, but yeah. like my primary school had like 90 people in it. Like my class had about 13, wow. that was it. Um, wow. So really, really small. Like and then, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then after secondary school, I went to college for a year to do social care. And then I went to university in Glasgow to do social work, um, where I only completed three years. Um, and I didn't do my fourth year because uh, I chose rugby to do my uh, full-time rugby from that. And then um, just doing various courses now, like online, to kind of like build up my personal training career and my strength and conditioning qualifications. Cool. Didn't you just pass an exam? I did on Thursday. Yay. So a long time coming, but amazing. <laughs> Good, yeah. Um, it was a bit stressful, especially on the day you turn up and you're given a sport, I'm given hockey. So it was either football, hockey or rugby. So hockey was definitely not my forte, but it was all good feedback and a pass. So. Oh, amazing. So we're all good. Chanel didn't turn up like 90 minutes early. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I, I, was, see that I was worried about um, being late, so I was like, right, I'll leave. And then, yeah, turned up about an hour and a half early. So, but I, And, like, the place was shut, so I had to sit in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Preparation. Atlanta? Uh, my background is I did quite similar to, to Heather, not gymnastics, but I went and worked for. I went to University of Reading, and I worked okay, for. Parents went to Reading University. Oh, it's a, well, it's very like it's pretty local to here. So, uh, yeah, I did history there, and I worked for an organisation that went out into like youth clubs and sort of disadvantaged kids, and just did lots of different like sports activities. So, it wasn't necessarily like do that performance but it was like get them active get them kind of enjoying sport try lots of different things uh indoors outdoors so it was quite cool but i i did quite a lot of sport myself so i didn't actually have that many many jobs so i was doing a lot of rowing and rowing unfortunately takes up a lot of time a lot did of training to henley? Counts. i have i have been to henley yeah but you row at henley? i didn't row i rowed at women's henley yeah, but I've been same to same. same, same. Uh, and I, yeah, I spent a lot of time training. Like a lot of time, you just have to train three times a day, so you don't really have time to do anything oh. else. Yeah, so it's pretty intense sport. So I'm quite jealous of these guys, and I see them training for rugby because they're kind of only. F- I mean, they train really hard, but it's not. It's not quite as long. But we're a day. not in as many. No, no, first <laughs> three times we a day. Hard. Hard. But it's just not rowing like you're up like so early, and then you train pretty much the whole day. Like oh. that's that's all you do is just train, train, and train. So Jay's partner used to row as well, actually. So yeah. Oh my god, I'd be so tired and hungry if I train all once a day. Yeah, no, yeah, it makes you very hungry, and you're up by like five o'clock in the morning. Done your first session by about eight. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Naps, many naps. Would be yeah, made, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you share where did rugby come into that sort of career journey for you? Um, at university, so quite late for me. Uh, I as uh, used to do gymnastics. That was. Similar to Atlanta, that was like my sport as a child. Um, growing up, I started at like six and did it all the way till I was about 19. And then at university, I just kind of fell out of love with that and wanted a new challenge. And one of my uni friends um, played a rugby and she was like, yeah, come come on down, uh, try it out and see how you go. And yeah, aside from there. And then 
I got to Quinn's because our um, our uni coach is good mates with Gary, who's our coach, and so yeah. that link kind of fell on my doorstep. So there I am, but yeah, quite late. Um, so I was like really young, kind of growing up, watching my dad play, and so every single Saturday we'd be down at the local rugby club in Inverness, and um, I'd be that little annoying teenager, uh, teenager, a uh, toddler, literally running up and down the side of the pitch, and uh, many times getting on the pitch where I had to be then very carefully removed from the pitch trying to tackle all these like big burly men at the age of three so um there was a one time my dad always tells me that he literally scooped me up in a tackle as he was tackling someone else because I ran on to say to try and double hit with him um so yeah it was a bit of a liability from a young age trying to get involved in the contact um but then grew up um there wasn't really any rugby for girls I spent a year in a minis team um, but other than that, I was the only girl. And then from that age, couldn't then join into the boys' team after that. So I stopped playing rugby um, and played basketball instead. But was obviously very annoyed that my brothers got to still play rugby. So that would have lots of like fights yeah. in the garden. And, you know, probably where I got a lot of my like rugby tackling in and stuff. Um, just trying to like prove that I could do it too. Um, so kind of stopped playing for a while. And then in the north of Scotland, rugby wasn't big. So again, I would play for like a random team maybe once a year. I'd just kind of turn up and be like, I'll play for you if you need me. Um, so did that for a few years, but very rare, like didn't really progress my skills in any way. And then when I was 17, I decided to drive to Edinburgh to trial for this development day because I was fed up um, of not playing. I got my driver's license, so I was like, well, I'll travel three and a half hours to trial for this team. And then I got selected into the Scotland under 20s. Um, and then spent a year there and then got moved up to the women's team and then everything just kind of took off from there. Fantastic. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's weird to think that when you were younger and you were trying to join a team, there was no women's team that you could actually join. Yeah. I just find that so bizarre. I once drove past, um, I can't remember how old it was, I must have been maybe like 11 or 12, drove past a local rugby club and there was women's, that they were training, like girls my age, and my dad was like, I should take you next weekend. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I'll try it, whatever, and I got there. <clears throat> and at the time, I was doing gymnastics, not like, I mean, I'm re- I'm, I was not good at it. I'm really way too tall for that. But um, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll try it, whatever. And I went, honestly, they were like, okay, we're tackling now. And I got tackled. I was like, no, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> not no, thank you. I was like, not for me. I was like, it's muddy on the floor. I don't like it. <laughs> I think what's pretty cool is, is obviously I see the other side of it now that kind of to your point there's so many girls like women's rugby women's girls rugby is the fastest growing element of the sport and even these guys when they play here the number of clubs that come out like Jade's Jade's got a club coming from Scotland to come down to watch her like mm. how, I don't know how many hours it's going to take them to get here oh, they're, they're coming down in four mini buses like the commitment we've had teams come from Sweden we've had um, teams come from Ireland all over Europe and obviously across the country That's like so right good. down from not even just Scotland but like even the Midlands from the depths of Kent like they want to come out and see and those those teams are growing in number and even on social media you can see and the engagement and now they've, they've got these guys who are amazing role models and there's those young kids going well now it's like normal like women's rugby is totally mainstream sport and I know what I could be and not everyone's going to play for Harlequins they don't have to be but at least they have got kind of uh, a team to follow or they can be f- fans or they can just play the amateur level and do it for fun you know whatever kind of rugby they want to choose but that probably didn't exist yeah. even even at Heather's yeah I Heather's had, had a similar, yeah. similar experience I used to play like I have a twin and we used to play together like when I was pretty young 
but it became the point where the girls could no longer play with the boys. Yeah. And so I always I did gymnastics on the side of that anyway, but the natural step for me was to take gymnastics more seriously because there wasn't an opportunity for me to even try and play women's rugby. So it just Isn't that funny though? It's like fell when you were younger it's like I don't know, maybe girls should do gymnastics because that's what girls should do. Yeah, 100%. Um, But now it's more like girls can literally do anything because there's so much going on. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, There's so many clubs around now that you can participate in, which is awesome. Definitely. Definitely. I never would have been able to do gymnastics. (laughs) (laughs) I like gymnastics. It's cool. When you retire, that's your next sport. Is it? Yeah. 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 Then we'll teach you. Go down the trampoline park or something. (laughs) I mean, I'll probably break an ankle just bouncing, so... That's probably true. (laughs) Well, we're definitely moving in the right direction. Um, So, Atlanta, this is a question for you. The game is evolving and moving towards professionalism. Where the game is currently at, what are the benefits that you see of players combining a work-rugby balance? Yeah, I, I think from our side, like, we're on a massive journey. Like Things are evolving really quickly. You've kind of seen it in women's football that over a few years it's gone fully professional. And I, I truly believe that rugby is not, not far away from that. Just that we need to make sure it's sustainable and the crowds keep growing. But for me, I guess from my sports background, I unfortunately picked up an injury and within a couple of weeks was like, can't do rowing anymore. Like That was it. And it was pretty tough to take. And so I'm like really passionate about making sure our players are focusing on off-field as well. And like Heather, genuinely child genius, like really intelligent. Like, it, you know, what she's doing off but... <laughs> <laughs> but Thank you, I'll but take what, it. <laughs> but the fact that she's turning to be an accountant is amazing because rugby mm. is not a forever sport. It really isn't. And unfortunately, like injuries, particularly because it was a contact sport, could potentially stop people's careers much earlier than planned. And I think that's actually what they're learning on and off the field and they're, they're better place to talk about it. But, you know, I don't love this phrase, but there are so many transferable skills and they're so impressive. And I think the growth of women's rugby has taken off because when we speak to potential sponsors or corporates or, or just new audiences, they're so impressed by the fact that, you know, we have firefighters, we have business owners, we have teachers, we have students doing PhDs. Um, we've got players and I can't even name the number of it or num- sort of number or name the number of industries they all work in. And it's just incredible how they all balance it. And some are doing nine to five, some are now professional rugby players because that kind of change is happening. But I just think that mentally it gives them a bit of a break away. It also gives them something to learn from. You know, if they've had a rough day at the office, if they've been in loads of meetings, they've had to deal with sort of senior management or they've led a team, absolutely that stuff comes back into the rugby pitch and vice versa. And I think that's just really key that they're kind of these all-rounded individuals. And I think it's the right thing to do. In men's rugby, it went professional in 95. And I think you saw that they were like cool I'm just going to play rugby now and actually it's really swung back now they have development managers they have the RPA that you know assist them with learning and development and that's something that we're really trying to do at Quinns like that's something I'm very passionate about I want to make sure our players so for example you're coming down to a social media workshop that's actually really important because that's something that these guys are experiencing huge growth in and there's opportunity for them there to kind of present themselves as amazing individual athletes and we want to make sure that they go I've taken Jade to countless events in the city because networking her broadening her her audiences and who she can talk to because that's hopefully going to benefit her business yeah um that's really key and I think we're in a really great opportunity with the club that we're at that we've got a really good network off field and it's very important to me that our players are able to to access that and you know potentially find new jobs um that's all really critical and I think we'll get onto it but what these guys kind of learn from business and then learn from from sport is such a kind of useful tool that they're kind of using it in every everyday life all the time 
which hopefully they'll back me up on when they start <laughs> Atlanta's tagline is make good choices and she's definitely the person that helps That's us do quote. that so it's great that definitely needs to be your yeah, quote yeah. <laughs> that's used like all the time literally <laughs> somebody said to me that day what is it Atlanta says make good choices so I'll say the same I'm like you can't steal it from her yeah. <laughs> it's all care I don't think we've said this yet but you okay so you play for Harlequins yes you play for Scotland as well yes and you both have careers as well which is amazing oh my gosh I don't know how you do it so what does your week kind of look like in terms of balancing work and rugby um so for me it kind of it does depend like what's going on if I've got an exam super close or something um then obviously the priority has to change a little bit yeah um but generally it's uh get up early like I don't know six or something um go to the gym or study depending on as I say what I'm doing uh, go to work nine to I work nine to five thirty. Um, I work for a company called Isosceles Finance, and they're super awesome and supporting me. Amazing. Um, and then I do half day on Tuesday, so that I can come down to rugby and train with the girls and get like a full time session in. Um, and so does everyone train on a Tuesday afternoon? They train all the time, but oh. that's just they train like every day, all day. But um, that's just kind of what what I've agreed with my um, employer to to be able to try and fit things in and get a bit more extra practice and the individuals that I need to kind of work on with that uh, and then after work obviously Tuesday, Thursday we have rugby so I go straight from work to rugby um, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday come home and probably study to be honest I, I studied quite late till like 10, 11 uh, most nights my mum's like can you go to bed please <laughs> I'm like yeah fine I just finished this question or something but um, yeah it's, it's, it's long and it's, it gets hard but I really enjoy both things I do I love the rugby yeah. and I love, I love my work um, so yeah, also once you pass your exams yeah, it's kind of a passport to... Exactly. Yeah, it's it's My a really brother. good qualification to have. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy the industry and the work that I do. Um, and it's just so good that at the moment I'm currently in a position to have that flexibility to have it around rugby. So it makes it uh, worthwhile. Yeah. Amazing. My brother did his accountancy exams like yeah. maybe five or six years ago. And I just remember like all those long nights and I was just sat watching TV like... Oh, yeah. But it'll be over soon. Yeah, I know, sure. We've got um, a girl on the Scotland team who's currently doing her chartered accountant yeah, exams. That's yeah. so cool, though. How she balances it with Six Nations at the moment, I've yeah, absolutely it's no idea. It's really fantastic. Yeah, and they are actually really tough exams, to be fair. They will, everyone yeah, says, oh, they're they super tough. And you think, oh, done uni, it's fine. Like, But it's like a different kind of world. Um, but no, it's cool. It's, it, I, I like doing it. And yeah, as you say, you know you're gonna, in three years' time you're going to be better off. So yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, my week um, is slightly different. So I'm contracted with Scotland and loaned to Harlequin, so I am financially supported to an extent through Scotland. So that helps me massively prioritise rugby first. Um, and then I have my company on the side of that, which I manage to fit around my rugby schedule. So being at Harlequins, we've got daytime training, we've got a full week schedule, which is absolutely brilliant because we get it in advance, so we know how the week's going to look, and then I can plan my personal training around that day. So it could be... I'd PT 6.45 to 7.45 in the morning and then you know have some food and then do a bit of work always some way or another doing a course because just like to learn so always looking for something to do and then it might be late morning that we go in uh, and then we've got our training day whether that's like skills speed gym um, etc um, so yeah all the days are relatively similar but I just juggle the times about to kind of fit everything in so then I get my rugby training as a priority and then get my personal training done around the hours that we're not in at training 
Our, our program's set up that we know that our players have to work, so it's quite important that, that we give them that, flex, that flexibility and the ability to do it, because if we were chopping and changing every day, it would be a nightmare for these guys yeah. to actually be able to fit in. I think what's really good is that we have got some amazing people supporting our players, so like massive shout-out to Heather's company, and I'm not just saying that for yeah. saying it's safe. No, like, yeah, they yeah, have been cool. incredible, and what I love is that they all now come and watch her and get tickets, <laughs> and they're like best There's fans Some of the guys there. come down and, and watch the games and stuff, so that's fun. But they've Thanks been the job. they've been yeah. so supportive, and if we didn't have companies going, actually, I can see what our play- like. That's, I think they're such an asset having athletes in your company because of what they can give back to yeah. you. And I think that they've won, yeah, fair play. Like she might be on Sky one weekend, you know, she she's kind of one of our tri- top try scorers. She's in national media, you know, her job's always referenced, and that's hopefully something really good for them. But I think I think flexible working is is becoming more and more oh, it frequent massive. anyway. Let alone yeah. what these guys are doing within sport, like just in general working environments that's that's a big change but yeah like I just want to do massive shout out because I think they've been so supportive of Heather and I certainly I've asked her to do stuff and they've been, always been so good with, to let her and you know come and be a real profile player for us do you ever find that like mentally if you're like exhausted from work or something you're kind of like some days oh I can't bothered to come to training <laughs> or like how do you ba- yeah. how do you balance like turning off work and then I go into like child pitch. mode that's literally what I do <laughs> I, I sometimes feel like because obviously nine to five I'm kind of a fully fledged adult I'm concentrating I'm doing things you know um, real life kind of stuff so then you come away from work and you just need sometimes that downtime and then we go straight into like meetings and I understand like make good life choices and you're like oh no <laughs> but it's it's fine it's a good switch off um, there's like a really nice kind of vibe at rugby so as soon as you turn up it's like everyone's making teas and it's a chilled chill vibe playing pool or whatever to start off with so that yeah. like transition from coming into that from work is quite nice um but yeah we don't, I don't know I feel like I don't really switch off all that much to be honest <laughs> not really time for that <laughs> you're young it's fine yeah like it, it is hard like yeah there's always going to be days when you're like oh I'm just tired or like yeah. the weather's horrendous and oh. you know you've got to go out and Blooming storm, whatever yeah, is coming up. I mean, storm of the weekend at the moment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like, Can't keep up with the names. I know. So, like, yeah. Sometimes you got to really like, kind of, like, be positive. Be like, right. Like, ultimately, you're there to get better. You need to train. You need to put the work in. And it's like what we said earlier. Rugby's not forever. So you got to kind of cherish every time that you're there and every moment that you got to play. Um, and I think that is important. But that doesn't make it easy every single time. But again, if you've got that in the back of your head to be like, right, I just need to go out, get the session done, you'll feel better after it. Because, yeah, like you said, it's a good yeah. environment. Yeah, to so be the, in, yeah, so. the team's awesome. Like, yeah. you, if someone's feeling like, you know, under the weather or tired or whatever, people will definitely pick you up, and people will yeah, definitely like, cool. come on, mate. And it, there's no, I think it's yeah, I think as as a Quins as a whole, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah I, it's I appreciate one of the best that. Parts of being on a team. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And Something there's I could six, do there's, in sports. there's a lot of people yeah. support each other because we've got such a big squad. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I do also think that sometimes when you're like when you're doing team sports and you don't like you're feeling a bit down, but everyone else isn't, you're kind of like I don't want to let the team down, so you kind of yeah. just pick yourself out the hole. Yeah, yeah. But it's like everyone's in the same boat. So like when we go into <clears throat> Six Nations camps at the moment, um, obviously loads of people have work to do. We've got students, we've got people who didn't, and various things. So we call it the Hour of Power Study Club. So everybody, rather than you know having a bit of FOMO here in there of not being involved in the team room like all the ones that need to do work we'll we'll all go and do our hour of power like downstairs we'll all sit there we'll all like get our work done and then we're like right we've ticked that off we've all done it together we're in the same boat and then go and have fun after that so I think it is important to have those kind of like people around you yeah that's cool
this podcast is not sponsored, so I thought what better way to help more businesses out than to shout out some amazing women doing amazing things. Jade Conkle is a professional rugby player for Scotland and Harlequins and owner of Apex Training and Performance Personal Training. Jade struggled with her weight growing up and she had limited knowledge with how to be better equipped with being a more active and healthier person with a busy schedule. She wanted to learn for both her own benefit and to be able to pass this on to others. Jade wanted to help people create better habits to create a more positive routine and help people improve their health, increase their active lifestyle and make people feel good about themselves. She says, a negative sedentary routine not only affects our physical state but also our mental state too. So Jade decided to look into her personal training and SNC qualifications to see how she could help others. There's no one size fits all and the media can give a lot of false information. Jade started Apex Training and Performance to help everyone be able to achieve their own unique version of improved health and fitness and wants to help people evolve and keep on evolving into the best version of themselves through learning and enjoying the process. Making any change takes focus and hard work and Jade believes a really positive characteristic of hers is empathy. She feels this really helps in the field in which she works. Being an early morning riser, Jade fits her PT business around being a contracted athlete. Jade says, my colour-coded diary is my saviour when it comes to balancing Apex alongside my own training. But when you do something you love, you embrace the challenge of it all. All of the ladies on the team are such an inspiration where they juggle their careers with their busy schedule as contracted athletes. I really don't know how they find the time in the day to do it all. And I'm sure you'll agree after listening to this episode that their journey is nothing short of inspiring. Do you think you've got any transferable skills from playing rugby that you can take to the office or vice versa? Yeah, I think... um definitely stuff like discipline and time management and like as Jay says um, making sure that you use the, t- the time you have to, the, to your best ability kind of thing so being disciplined to sit down and do work like I sometimes on the bus sit downstairs if I am to, to do work because <laughs> I like I know if I go upstairs I'm not going to do any work so I um, sit down with them and do that but yeah, definitely time management for sure like making sure that you yeah. fit things in yeah. and you're organised I've got planned. a colour coded calendar yeah you have to be, have to be organised <laughs> Um, and then obviously team skills I think that's probably really key but you work with the team obviously we're in a big team and it's a massive environment but even at work you work in smaller teams like, and that's really key to be able to get the best from everyone and as you say people have days where they're not feeling so good or whatever recognising that and having the ability to kind of you know, make sure you can still get yeah. the best from them even on, on days where they're not feeling up to it but yeah yeah, like definitely the finer details on the pitch as well, like decision making. Like you've got to make snap decisions, like, and then in your normal life you have to do that as well. Like no matter what you do, so I think it definitely you know fine tunes your ability to do that. I think like one thing I really like about people who have their own business is they've got to go and find their own business. Like Jade, Jade can't just you know put up, start an Instagram account and hope that clients come <laughs> to her. Was that easy. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's probably a massive skill set. And she's not the only business owner that we have. Like these guys are facing yeah. pretty tough times of like, right, I've chosen to start a business. I got to go make this make this work. And they're doing that all on top of their rugby. Yeah. And like Jade in particular is then flying all over Europe, or you know got Scotland demands going on. So like that's pretty cool to see. And I think that gives them something that a lot of other people won't because. You know, she's not the only business owner, as I say, and they're going out and having to make sure, like, this is my long-term career choice, so I, I best make this work, and then everything that comes with it is just so key, I think, and I, I definitely see them take that back onto the pitch. I suppose the per- I suppose the personal training thing, though, 
playing rugby and like nationally and for Harlequins it's like just marketing the same isn't it yeah it helps it helps it also really helps that I used to be really overweight like when I was younger like I was definitely a kid that liked too many sweeties so like to actually kind of like <laughs> to actually like kind of um, seen my own transformation kind of seem like kind of I suppose what I've achieved and like where I've got to I think that does kind of do you have before and after pics yeah I do I want to see them it's actually pretty impressive I have I've seen yeah. them and, and like, like I've deleted, Jade, I've deleted a lot of pictures in the past yeah. just because it made me feel really uncomfortable um, kind of looking back onto that mm-hmm. but then like I've grown as a person and I feel like mm-hmm that kind of industry has taught me so much to now to the point that I kind of want to educate and give back like just make people feel better about themselves like yeah. in that kind of way so yeah, yeah I think that's important that's cool that's, that's cool isn't it that you've gone from that and sports just makes you feel good doesn't it yeah exactly I mean I loved the bowls in the nursing home I used to love getting everyone bowls. to start playing bowls and stuff and then we'd go for tea <laughs> dances and a bit of dancing still exercise but you know it was great but half the time I was more exhausted in the residence because like they literally just don't sit down you're yeah. doing like the jive and all sorts <laughs> <laughs> well it's time then that's it that's what happened <laughs> So what's coming up next? How's the, how's the Six Nations going? Um, yeah, well... <laughs> oh, was that a bad question to ask? No, Clearly no, no. I've not been keeping track. No, like, it's... it's um, <laughs> no, it's um, been good to get a good chunk of time as a team, especially as we've got World Cup qualifiers this year. Um, there's definitely been some hurdles thrown in the works, but I think we've all coped really well with that. Um, and hopefully we're going to finish out the campaign positively and then keep building up through the summer into the qualifications of September. So we've got a much bigger picture, um, but really glad that we've got the opportunity of being involved in the campaign and hopefully get to play some games yeah. soon. So what's next for Harlequins, Atlanta? Yeah, so we've got a really busy window coming up. Uh, we've actually had 13 players uh, involved in the Six Nations across the four countries, which I think we're one of the leading clubs in that regard. And it's very cool, something we're very proud of. Um, we've obviously got two of the men away with England, so kind of as a one club ethos, it's great to see our players away with national team GT. Um, but what's really important, we've still got our sort of our central main squad back at, back at training, who've been working really hard. Um, we've had a couple of games cancelled in Wales, unfortunately, to availability from the opposition or, or weather um, but they've had a long old stretch of not much rugby and then we go back into a really busy period so we play um, three of the top four clubs currently in the league um, we have a couple of big games at the Stoop on the 28th of March but our biggest one is called the Game Changer uh, for us that genuinely is our, our statement of intent to make a mark on the women's sporting landscape last year we got just under 5,000 people here to the Stoop and we, we really want to make a mark and have those growing crowds and it's a huge day out so loads of family friendly activity obviously 80 minutes of rugby but for us making sure the stadium as a whole is jam packed with activities for little kids for adults we have a lot of teams clubs um, come out for kind of team socials it's going to be some great rugby we're playing wasps ladies who who also play in london so a big london derby and i think they are they're currently third or fourth so it's basically a, a top four clash so the quality of rugby with probably 15 to 20 internationals on the pitch is going to be massive so if you've never watched women's rugby I can assure you that is the game to get to because the stadium is going to be absolutely packed it's going to be a great atmosphere but you know don't knock it till you try it and we get a lot of people go oh I've never really watched it or I mean I'm not interested and they watch three minutes and they're like wow this has changed like the game has changed and that's why we called it that um and these guys can do some pretty special things on the pitch as well as off uh yeah and it's just a huge day for us and you know it's our biggest thing of the year 
and we want to make sure it's success because these guys work really hard and it, it you know that's a massive pull as a club for us to say come play here and you're going to have games and events like this to to run out to because again I've not done it unfortunately but I can only imagine they you know we have pyros we have mascots we actually get their their families involved and they get to run out with a family member like little kid family member not not no mum or it's it's the biggest thing of the year and hopefully you know, hopefully you guys talk about it but running out to 5000 people a few years ago that wasn't even happening at international level so mm. to do it at a club level is is you know come something that we're really trying to make sure becomes a regular thing and you know to run out to some noise like that a wall of noise on both sides must be hopefully pretty cool but i'll let these guys answer that question yeah it's always a bit funny that you get people to be like i've never been to a women's game and then they're hooked like they come they watch it and then they're back every time and it's great yeah they actually see that and i suppose it's just like you said like having more opportunities like the game changer to get more people here because running out to that many people running out to you know seeing people in the far stand and then when you look back it's a full stand that you're running out from it's, it's absolutely amazing it makes such a difference when yeah. playing as well like when you do something say somebody makes a line break normally Heather um, <laughs> like the crowd just roars or like if somebody makes a big hit like you can hear everybody like get involved with you and it's definitely like an extra person on the pitch which yeah, I think massively helps yeah, so it's, and it's really exciting to, to run out um, here with, with all those people um, as you say, it definitely brings brings a team up, and um, yeah, it makes makes you run a little bit quicker when you can hear the, hear the people sh- cheering makes me and think stuff. Yeah, you are. I you go pretty quick. <laughs> what would you yeah, both of you say to people who have never watched a women's game before? I'd say come on down and uh, let us prove you wrong, because <laughs> it's it's a really exciting game, and as you say, it's definitely. Um, it's changed so much. My my mum like actually never used to really like, enjoy watching women's rugby. Like that was a fact. She'd always say I never used to enjoy it. Whereas now she loves it. She comes down. She she thinks it's more exciting than the men's game. Just where the game has changed so much, and the level and the intensity that we play at. You know, it comes hand in hand with how much we train. So it's obviously directly correlated. They're training daily, and therefore the level is is getting better and better. So I think. It just shows on the pitch, so I think, yeah, come, come down and, and see it for yourself, I think. I think for me, if you like rugby, then, I mean, the first women's game I came to, I was like, I'd never been, I was kind of, I didn't even know it happened, to be honest, and then Maddie was like, you have to come, and so I came down, it was amazing. I just think the atmosphere is like, it's just such a nice yeah. atmosphere anyway, yeah, you kind of get involved. Bring a pal, yeah. just have a great day out, yeah. yeah, simple. Where can you buy tickets? You can buy tickets online at uh, www.tickets.quins.co.uk. They're only it's a lot of dots in yeah. there. I bet you hope that's tickets, right. Tickets.quins.co.uk <laughs> and they're five pounds for under sixteens and ten pounds for adults. So in terms of a hopefully affordable day out, um, as I said, actually young kids are perfect. So there's so much going on that there's, there's some then, amazing yeah. face paint going on. Yeah, I've seen, <laughs> that I've seen yeah. from the side, and I'm like, where did you get that? Because I finished the game, and I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> And actually, but my, my favourite thing at the end is that these guys do not get off that pitch. So they will meet, autograph, selfie, chat, high five every single I've person. Seen it. To the point where our stadium team are like, you have to oh, get off the pitch. Yeah, because... So I always start at the far end because yeah. then they can't like usher you in because you still got to work your way up. So they they they're on like there for it. a good hour and a half, you know. And our men are great at it too, but it's another level with the women that honestly. And that's, that is my favourite thing. Like, we've had players take their boots off and hand them out to the crowd. Um, they'll just meet everyone, particularly if groups come down and, and, like, you know, the ones that come in from Scotland, 
Jade's definitely going to be making sure she keeps an eye out for them to, to meet them. And it's just, it, that's what's changing the game. Like, without being cheesy, that is because those young girls and young boys are suddenly going, I got to chat to Heather Cowell, I got to chat to Jade Conkle, and she signed my shirt, and it was great. And I've had a long chat, and I got 10 pictures with them, and that's just never happened before. And it is like, it's five, six people deep by those, those, those stands just to try and talk to these guys. Win or lose, they do not get up for that pitch. And I just think, as ambassadors of the sport, but also that's that's what you need if people don't know about women's rugby and they get here and it's their first time they're going to go away going great game of rugby win or lose but those players you know we've had uh, parents write in going she had blood coming from her hand I think she had a broken finger but she spoke to my daughter for 20 minutes and then my daughter went home and said oh I want to be like that player I like that for me such a powerful story it's so nice like Um, getting your high five at the end of the game is just like the best thing ever and like just having a little chat like it's just personal and it's nice and like you know like be a nice person really and I feel like we all are and it's like great and it does make the day special for other people because like what we said when we were growing up we didn't really have much women's sport to watch so now that people are coming down and actually meeting us like again like you said hopefully they can aspire to be just like it and then we're getting more recognition in all sorts like say like if we're at men's games like some people come up and ask like for a picture or say hello and that kind of stuff so it's like it's, it's amazing to see kind of the growth and like we're all yeah. Like, it's nice that the opportunities like, yeah. are there now for, for for the younger generation to kind of to watch us play and to also play themselves. And again, it's like it's a long process, but it will build the game nicely. So then, years to come, it will be way way bigger than it is. I now. think when I came, there were loads of I mean, loads of little boys as well came down, and they yeah. were like, which is amazing. To yeah, see. totally. Yeah, because yeah, we don't. It's not just girls. It's not just a women's sport yeah. for women. And I think what's been key for Quins is. Like we've existed for four years, but the club is 155 years old now. And from day one, we we've made sure that women have visibility. So if you come to the stoop, there's pictures of our players in terms of branding. There's our social media handles on display. Um, you know, we've got our squad pictures up in the main reception. We've got we played at Twickenham for the first we were the first club game in 18 years. Played this Christmas as part of Big Game 12, which was just a whole other level. And like we we just make sure that we you know we're growing our channels. And I think for me, like these guys are getting more and more followers on social media, which actually is more and more people to hear about our games and hear about what we're doing and it's massive it's massive and I think they do they come in and the men and women are side by side and that's been quite key for us and that means that people naturally are being exposed and that visibility of the women's team is there that when you go to them oh do you want to come to a women's team a women's game oh yeah I've heard of that and yeah it's Quinn's and it's just only it's Quinn's shirt I don't care who's in it it's a Quinn's shirt and I want them to beat the other team and it's you know I love the coming to the stoop I think we've had real buy-in from our members and our fans to go actually it's Quinn's and we want to back them and support them the whole way and, and that's been kind of really awesome to see for quite traditional traditional rugby audiences to really embracing the women's game okay so I ask everyone this at the end of each episode so what is one app you couldn't run your life or business without I mean I would say business but you know two career girls in the room too uh, mine's my fitness pal um, so the thing that you track your calories and your macros on I uh, pretty much lived by it and I was so sad so the day that our England game got um, postponed I didn't log in that day and I lost my 496 day streak and it's broken my heart so now I've got to build that back that's up really, again so. that's really devastating James. we're, so, we're, so we're here for you yeah. we're here you can talk about <laughs> yeah. it let me know I was, I was really now I'm on 20 days I've got like a 20 day streak we'll start, we're going to start that support network <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my fitness pal that's that's my app that I don't think I could be without wow yep 
I think everyone had that back in the day. What do you What do you actually use it for? Just put your meals and then your exercise in there. I don't put my exercise. I just track all my meals, and oh. then I find it good just learning more about different food groups as well. So then that passes on to like my clients, for example. I can see what I'm putting in my body and seeing, oh, that's a good source of that. That's a good source of that, and I can make little notes and you know advice from there. That's cool. Nice one. Um. So the irony is that we're on a podcast, but mine would be the podcast app. Because oh. um, I obviously I'm at work nine to five thirty. Um, I listen to podcasts for the majority of the time I'm at work. Um, and so, doing work or just, yeah, yeah, just doing work. <laughs> yeah, just literally <laughs> feet up, tea in hand, no work being done. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just the nature of my job. I can kind of listen to podcasts and stuff. What kind of podcasts do you like? Oh, all sorts of ones. No, you don't have to say. But <laughs> I haven't actually like, ever oh, listened to this one, but um, <laughs> I mainly listen to rugby ones. To be fair. Um, so cool. Majority, basically, any any kind of sport ones. Um, yeah, uh, the sports ones are so popular. Yeah, mm. I really know. Like, Niall Wilson's podcast is really good. I don't know if you've oh. it. He's like an. Well, he's still a gymnast. Um, he does one on like being a, like a high level athlete, um, foods, mental health, kind of lifestyle, oh, loads cool. of stuff. So he, he's yeah, awesome. he, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Maybe he'll talk about my fitness pal if he talks about food. Maybe he will. You can let me know. Yeah. I think he's actually got someone who cooks his food for him. One of those. Oh, when you've peaked. I know. Having a uh, chef. Yeah. Good times. I'll work on that for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I, you I, can I, sort I, that I, out. I, I, I've got my mum. She does a wonderful job. So <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Jane. <laughs> Shout out to, <laughs> Shout out to Jane. <laughs> um, you're looking at me, and as we discussed pre record, I'm going to say social media, but, but. But just like, bear with me. I'm surprised you're not. No, but just bear bear with me. I think you should be trained. Yeah, no, bear bear with me. Bear with me. (laughs) Bear with me. Because she'd get like human tracking. So she knows where we all are. I'm a bit older than everyone else. Find my friends. Find my friends. That would be hers. (laughs) If she she could have access to that, that would definitely be hers. (laughs) I'm a bit older than everyone else in the room. And I'm not the most tech savvy. And this is coming back to the fact that I'm genuinely quite committed to growing the women's game and so I have started my own social media accounts in terms of rugby because I want to make sure that I can tell as many people as possible so I know I'm breaking the rules but for me that's been quite a big shift change for me to go right I'm going to make sure that people know about this and I, I'm determined to grow my channels and and that's so I can talk about these guys because I love talking about them but also it means more people hearing about us and you know hopefully with the role that I play they, it's kind of a different angle that I can go in like I'm not the rugby player I'm, I'm kind of the one hopefully kind of pulling it all together and, and looking after these guys on and off the field and so it, it's definitely to be like let's make enough noise about Harlequin's women all the time and the reasons why I should and we can talk about business and what they do and their stories because that is helping more people come and, and follow them and, and just kind of giving them that platform Personal so I'm sorry branding. for breaking the rules. <laughs> it's fine. We call it's the always ones the unexpected ones. Yeah. The rules. <laughs> also, you think they should stick to all the rules and behave the mother, well. Mother of Surrey has broken the rules. Mm. That's what we so, call it, Mother of Surrey. This is a, this is completely non-random, but I once got on the Telegraph through a Jade uh, Conkle interview, but Jade called me the train lady <laughs> in the Telegraph. Is that Lantis, this is Atlanta's yeah. claim to fame. Yeah, no, 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 so I've been in the Telegraph that I called the train lady and my family were like, is she talking about you? Because they knew the it role was, I played because Jade had just moved down from Scotland and I was sending her off to her event London in London and I wasn't going with her and I said oh you need to get here here and here and I was like get this train because I think you lived in Guildford at the time yeah. and then get this tube 
As you would, because if she got lost and missed the event, that wouldn't be great. But B, I'd be like, I feel a little bit bad for sending off a new person into the depths of London. Like, I'm from Inverness, There's no, you don't get a train. So she, she was <laughs> lovely. Like so there's even a woman, because you're talking about the stuff at Quinn's and the infrastructure, when there's even a woman that will, I mean, hopefully I help with a lot of other stuff, but she said, helps me <laughs> with your the trains. your main role is the trains, And actually. the telegraph <laughs> as the train lady. To be fair, like, I called you Atlanta, just, they just didn't really pick up yeah, on that. Yeah, because it's a random, random <laughs> They were like, oh, there's so, there's so like with it with their yeah. program they have one specific person that tells <laughs> them which train to get so, that's so the mother of Sally the train lady so that's what I train line the app for Atlanta yeah I've been the train is like don't city have mapper. train line <laughs> do you have city mapper no. city mapper gets oh my me god I just use google maps how do you not have city, city mapper you need to get city mapper yeah. that's the only reason I can get about London Guys, now come on and now. you I've, obviously I've moved I've evolved slightly on my social media but it's not really I want to you need to get you need to open your horizons and get but I actually do you know what I like I like uh, Heather's suggestion I, I try and listen to podcasts but I need to listen to more so I'm going to download that app do it there you go I See, love I, it. it's a learning it. well, but, you can learn style. so much whilst working like you can yeah there's so much podcasts there's so much there's this podcast yeah. obviously check it out you're clearly listening to it if you if you, if you have but uh, there's so much stuff you can listen to yeah, yeah. So I, I, I cool. see that you didn't say that you're going to also download my fitness pal I don't know what macros even mean <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably a yeah. no from me but yeah. <laughs> but fully supporting you <laughs> do you know my problem my fitness palette is like it's just so much effort like how would she have one chicken breast and then added my spices but also then, what I don't like is there's a lot of different sized chicken breasts yeah so do you, you might have to use it skills. oh but that's just a whole other level weighing out a handful of kale or something <laughs> like no, like I'm, I'm with you on that, that you know fair. I don't weigh um, out there's a few things but I'll, like I'm quite fast at it now because I did it for 496 days <laughs> Yeah. What's she got in that habit? What about, in that you, what about your Christmas, exactly, what about your Christmas dinner? Are you wearing that as well? No, I'm not saying like every day, like <laughs> diligently, but like there's like, you might be like, right, this is approximately what I've had, so you know yeah. the rest yeah. of the day. Did you do your Christmas dinner though? Just that curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> Maybe. 100 millilitres of gravy. <laughs> okay, can, lastly, can you share an inspiring quote or piece of advice that you like to live by? Sure. Um, <laughs> give it a go. Um, I think for me, it would be do more with your day. Um, it's kind of the motto I try and live by. Uh, I like to make sure that in as many hours as possible, I'm doing something kind of worthwhile and something that will help me in the long run. So I'm aware that, you know, we could come home from work and spend like multiple hours watching Netflix and stuff. And whilst that's really fun and I do enjoy doing that too, I like to try and make sure that in my day I do as much as I possibly can um, so yeah do more with your day you have as many hours in a day as a Harlequins women player yeah there's not enough hours in the day to be fair <laughs> if you've got like a time clock or something that would be amazing time travel yeah, yeah, she can just get like, more stuff done well, she's got in Harry Potter you know the little Make one of those. <laughs> um, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing slightly, but mine's um, the one that I really like is when the world is silent, even one voice is powerful. And I think that is, you know, important in many aspects of life, but especially in women's sport, women's business. Um, just kind of like that's, I suppose, what I love about International Women's Day is you've got that day that everybody kind of talks out and shares inspirational stories. So just like the importance of having a voice and using it. This is the one that I like to live by. Love it. Love a deep quote. Same. Mm, super deep. I feel like, I'm gonna, I feel like Jade should have gone last. But. 
Well, my first one would be just because they told me to say it, make good choices, but that's not actually my question. <laughs> that's, that's, I feel it, like it's yeah, like what? Atlanta, make good choices. Make it's like your choices. slogan. Only because I care, you know. No, my other one would be uh, whatever it takes, just get it done. Nice. Just get it done because, you mm. know, just got get you determined and you're focused, you're going to make sure something happens. So I kind of try and live by that one as well. Love it. I mean, they're kind of like, they kind of could be one, couldn't sort they? Sort of, I feel like, yeah. No, the make, good cho- the make, good, make Good Choices has developed into a running joke now that all the players just ignore me. <laughs> so, it's the fact she says it without fail. It's like, yeah. I make good choices. Yeah, Jade, do you fair, think that I don't? Jade is pretty good at making good choices. Um, I'd say less so for myself. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay and proud. Yeah. <laughs> I still listen to Atlanta. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Very rarely. <Yeah. laughs> I try my best. <laughs> she can, she, can, she yeah. considers it. Yeah, yeah let me consider weighs it. Up I used to just ignore, but now yeah. I'm actually like, okay, yeah. I'll register the train lady. Yeah, listen yeah. to the, listen to the train lady and do good life choices. Hashtag, Hashtag MOS. Hashtag we, that one. Oh, that went sorry. away. That one went away. We and now you've just completely ruined it. Totally ruined it. Put it in your bio. No, mother of sorry. Cool. Where can we find you on social? Um, my name's very easy. Jade Conkle. Nobody else has it. So all my um, lines are just at Jade Conkle. Done. Um, yeah, on Instagram. I think mine's at Hevcal. Uh, Insta. I think I'm Atlanta underscore SJ Rugby. And then Twitter. My name is quite hard because you basically come up with sightseeing sites of Atlanta, the city. <laughs> and then my surname is St. John, so you then get a load of searches of churches, and it's a real combo. So uh, just type in Atlanta, St. John Rugby, I guess, and hopefully something comes up. Or Atlanta in the best sightseeing tips. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're going to something out of it. So. Then, or if you like churches called St. John. Yeah, so well. a couple of saints in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough life. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Harlequin's Women? Uh, at Harlequin's Women on everything, I think. Easy, mic drop. Boom. Great content on there. Yeah. Check it out. Cool. Thanks, girls. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is actually the last episode in series three. So I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening. A big, big thank you to anyone who shared the podcast on social media, to those who have sent messages with your kind words and anyone who has left a review. My mission in both my business and podcast is to help as many businesses, people and freelancers as possible. As you know, this podcast is not sponsored. It's part of that mission to keep things as real as possible. So any reviews, shares and kind words keep us going and allows us to keep bringing you the help and assistance that you need. So with that in mind, if you've been listening, but you haven't left a review yet, please, please go and do so on Apple Podcasts. While we're talking about kindness, girls and guys, please stay safe, stay well and stay kind. Stop panic buying. Stop buying Lou Roll. Help your elderly neighbours. We're all in this roller coaster ride of life together. If you're having a tough time, life will improve and things will get better. If you have any worries or concerns and want an inspiring voice note or message, just DM me at the Winging It podcast. I can't even count on both hands how many messages and voice notes I've sent this week to both people who follow us and freelancers so big kiss to you all and I'll be coming back into your ears this summer and until then keep winging it